they yeah. they make some terrible decisions like all around but again they make them with conviction yes <laughs> like it's not just well, like this is true. uh uh whoops it is <laughs> full on 110 percent mistake what we do here is go back 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is Mildly Legitimate Conversation Amongst Friends and Lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Podcast Center, and Stitcher. Uh, we're also on Instagram, back better than ever on the gram, Wheel Route Podcast. Uh, and the DMs are open. I, I'm, I'm required to let you guys know that the DMs are open. Uh, if you got something that, you know, you want to slide in there, or if you want to ask us a question, one or the other, we'll see how it goes. Uh, no promises, which of the three of us will be opening uh, said DM. So, you know. Do we have to, do do we have to sign our responses? Uh, depends on we what can the initial content. them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyhow, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Log on the Dawn. I'll cover you guys from Seward, Florida, where uh, we had just a, a lovely weekend. There's a, there's a, a hint of coolness in the air occasionally, and uh, we had some breeze today, some light overcast uh, skies. I I got some golf in. It was a, it was a lovely day, beautiful Sunday. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we experienced like 72 solid hours and counting of just the gray dense, heavy, thick humidity, but cool temperatures. Um, three, I love three this. Straight days, three straight days and a mister. Yeah, I love this weather. Mm. I absolutely love this weather. Um, maybe not for like weeks on end, not enough to just pack up and move to Northern Ireland anytime soon, but like for a weekend, mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I'm happy as a pig in slop right now. Uh, I'm on Twitter.com also. You can still view my Wordle scores at Shank Jordan. Um, who was I going to say congratulations to? Oh, not congratulations, but shout out to DK Metcalf today who used the injury cart to go to the bathroom. Um, and stood in the paint and owned it the whole time. Like, yeah, didn't, absolutely. Didn't, didn't back down from it. Love Which it. made me think, like, I can't – we played sports, not at the highest level, but we played sports – competitively yeah, you know i can't yes. ever remember a time where like i had an emergency mid-game oh i've done it so maybe i'm I just built I different but a, like I, yeah. it got me thinking is what i'm trying i never to say. had a mud butt emergency mid-game but i threw up yeah a lot well that's a little maybe. different because you were outside and like that can well, so was he yeah, yeah. but it's it's more acceptable just, to do yeah. do what you did outside <laughs> in front of spectators. We are not the same. I know, I know. Yeah, DK. So yeah, that's a good that's a good. But point. shout out to I, DK uh, for being resourceful. There was a there was a JV baseball game at the old uh, Veterans Memorial Park where I was mm -hmm. glad that we could just duck down into the dugout and 
it was between between innings of a game I was pitching, so it was stressful. Yeah, and also looking back, it is wild how advanced and nice that dugout complex was yeah. compared to like any other high school stadium we played at. Yep. Anyhow, it had, it had a tunnel back into the locker room. It was crazy. Yeah, oh, wow. we're basically uh, big cool. leaguers. Not not the most famous bathroom emergency ever at VMP, but we will we will leave that for all. We'll take those questions off the air. That's our Patreon episode. <laughs> Uh, um, anyways, my name is Jason Craig. Yes. If you haven't figured it out, I am also in Harrisonburg, where yeah, we've gotten um, we've gotten wisps of of the the what the, the, the hurricane formerly known as Ian. Um, yes, but on a serious note, thoughts with everybody down south. Um, mm-hmm. You know, find your find your donation points of preference and and help out a little bit thinking about everybody um but yeah it has been it has been a a solid pea soup for since about friday morning um in harrisonburg and like unchanging like same temperature same like i'm trying to think of like uh is it like seattle i think it's like if you're on like like if you're on a water ride and you're but you're like distant to it so you're just getting kind of spritzed at all times Hmm. That that's what it's been for seventy two hours. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I uh, I occasionally tweet things at Jason Crick, and uh, excited to be here. Been a good weekend. Excellent, love that. What are we drinking tonight, boys? Anything good? Tell me something good. Yeah, I at the request of listeners am off the polar waters for an episode. <laughs> I've got a no, not at an request. actual request. I shouldn't throw them under the bus like that. I have a, I have a pour of Sazerac rye tonight. Ah, lovely. Uh, made myself a nice cozy cozy boy season dinner this evening. Felt like it warranted a, a glass of something. Do we want to bubbly water? Do we want to touch it? No, we'll we'll all say what we drank, and then you have to talk about dinner because you said you would. Cozy boy dinner. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. Um, yeah. I, um, I am drinking a Shiner box, but earlier today I had uh, multiple pours of. Uh, Elkton, Elkton Brewing Company has a m- new Hell's Lager called Hell's or High Water. It was very tasty. Mm. Yeah. I'll give them a shout out. Shout out, Elkton. Wow, man, it's a re- really good brewery. That's really awesome. Big fans. That's awesome. I mean, I love, I love that. Um, and every day, it makes me more sad to hear that like a place like Elkton has a great brewery, and the place <laughs> that I live, brewery is so very terrible. <laughs> but hey, new one coming tw- early twenty twenty three, guys. And we're gonna we'll, hope we'll, abounds. We'll, Fingers check crossed. That out. Um, I have nothing exciting. It's just water for me. Um, but I will. I think I'm going to run back the uh, the simpler times loggers on Wednesday nights moving forward because things mm. are things are going well. <laughs> yeah, we're at the hot hand, buddy. Spoiler Um Yeah. So Jordan, tell me tell me about cozy boy dinner. What what does that entail? You know. Honestly? Yeah. So no, I I I sometimes like to try and cook to match the climate, if you will. Sure. Um, so a few weeks back ago, I had found some beef short ribs on mm. a manager special, threw those bad boys in the freezer for a time such as this, uh, and did braised beef short ribs uh, in the mm. pressure cooker. Delicious. Oh, interesting. You did pressure cooker. What's that? I've, o- I've only done Dutch oven. Yeah. Um, well, I think like not what pressure Logan cooker does. definitely yeah. expedites the process. Uh, that's probably true and kind of ensures a, a uniform tenderness from what i understand so so it works out. like the uh the, the 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 thick rib with the meat all around like the 
that's that's what you're looking at not not like the crosscut ones right no right. So the short ribs i thought you said yeah yeah they're yeah. about the the size of a sponge yep in the, the individual length, cut ones and then height wise they got a lot of meat on top of the bone yep. yeah 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 no, I like to smoke those. Those are good. You got to eat them like as soon as you smoke them, though. Yeah. They they, right. they tighten up. They tighten up really fast. But uh, big fan. Love love a short rib. It's a really good little little nugget of meat. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you hit it right. Um, big fan of going with the Korean barbecue uh, on the smoker with those. That's my. That's a go to. A go to for. I need to. Uh, I need to make friends with the butcher down the street, which I'm sure a frequent guests of the podcast will remember me talking about like three years ago when I moved into this place. Um, still on his vision board. I want to. I want to get the just like the the plate beef ribs, like the oh yeah, the, the big full ones. like six inch cuts that that the pros use, and because that that's my favorite. That's my favorite cut of barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so good. It's very good. Awesome. Well, love that. Uh, do we have any sides worth mentioning, or are we just? Are we, oh, just I threw, are we Liver well, King style, so, just straight beef ribs? <laughs> kind of Liver King style, given <laughs> given the way life just goes these days. Bourbon and beef ribs, baby. Yes. <laughs> no, I. It's uh, gonna be the new podcast, Bourbon and Beef. The recipe ribs. includes a way to make mashed potatoes simultaneously in okay. the mm. pressure cooker. I am off the mashed potatoes for the time being, right, um, so I threw <laughs> some green beans in the air fryer with some. Uh, wow. Olive oil and how, salt, pepper, and garlic. How often would you say you use your air fryer? Uh, several times a week. Yeah, I use it mostly for time. veggies. Yeah. See, I'm loving hearing this because the big reason we had, don't have one is because like certain members of the family can't stomach the idea of having another thing to store somewhere. And I'm like, oh, I mean, oh well, if you use it, a that lot, is also like, a real thing to consider. It's, it's a fair well, I mean, concern. It is. It is it is a concern, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, we also have things that we store that we use for yeah. much less than once. No, it's like, it's definitely I it you can toss yeah. I'm just I'm really I'm really interested in it for reheating purposes. I've heard it is the elite, the goat of reheaters. Yep. So yeah. it absolutely is. Um and I like I hate reheating stuff. Like yeah. it's Pizza. like one of my one of my least favorite things. But yeah, you can toss what did I reheat in there? I heard Chinese food reheated in there is yeah. really good. Oh, um, return returns the crispness that you're looking. We got for. Uh, me and a friend got Chick Fil A, and as we were, they were slammed because the Harrisonburg Chick Fil A is now like a public hazard. Like traffic backs up into 33 every day, yeah. um, so we had and to there. like run to a meeting, and we came back later and picked it up. So it was like cold, and it like sat for like an hour and a half, two hours. So it was now yeah, it's in the fridge, but. Um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, not just like just sitting on the counter in the danger um, zone. <laughs> and so, but pulled it out and literally, like, um, I just Googled, like, how to reheat Chick fil A in an air fryer and a thousand hits and heated it up and it tasted like I ate it in the restaurant. It was so good. Wow. Yeah. I, I also think, like, so I bought mine Prime Day of this summer and I think it's a really good entry point into that lifestyle because so many people have like trailblazed and gone before and they know the cook times for everything it is very easily googleable so i'm not like it's not blind leading the blind at this point and you can like like jordan was saying you can literally like any vegetable chop it up put some olive oil salt pepper paprika garlic whatever you want to put on it Mm. toss it 10 minutes as as someone who has tired of the the normal tossed salad um it's it's a nice addition to the like vegetable variety prep. Excellent. 
Well, this is good news. I appreciate hearing that. We did actually have a, uh, we, we've been piloting a, a little like recipe club, dinner club thing with some friends uh, mm. around these parts. And uh, like we do sort of Iron Chef style secret ing ingredient. And then we do a, a draft for like what meal or what portion of the meal you're going to make. So um, the, the ingredient this week was figs. All right. And okay. then we, uh, I, I had the first pick. So I just chose an appetizer because I like to cook those anyway. But um, I did some chicken wings. I smoked them and I'm like, I basically winged it on a, a fig barbecue sauce, like a fig jam based barbecue sauce. And it was awesome. They were really good. Really, really nice. good. I mean, a fig, a fig is just like nominally sweet, which is kind of helpful. So it's not like it's, you're not blazing a, a, a huge new trail there. If you swap like fig jam for honey in, in anything, but, um, yeah, it was nice. A lot of fig, you know, these things though. It, you end up like we had we did coffee the first one like secret ingredient was coffee and like by the end of it you were pretty much it's a lot of coffee flavor just hitting you repeatedly <laughs> in every meal and you got to feel bad for the person that draws the salad when it's something like that you know Ooh, yeah it's been it's a good time fun do you how did did they like incorporate it into a dressing or how did how did they handle that the coffee did go, yeah. So there was some sort of a vinaigrette uh, yeah. that involved like a cup of cold brew coffee. It was fine. It was good. It just was like it was just different. Wasn't exactly a natural fit, probably. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you got to ram. You got to ram it in sometimes. Certain certain secret ingredients do better than than others. That's for sure. Yeah. But anyhow, all right. Uh, let's let's get on to little college football news and notes here before we discuss how things went picks wise and whatnot. But uh, first things first, I guess, middle of the afternoon, we received word that I guess Colorado is cleaning house coaching staff wise, uh, kind of a weird trickle out of who was getting fired there. They like said their defensive coordinator was getting fired. And then Pete Dammel like retweeted himself with, I'm also hearing that the head coach has been fired too. <laughs> like it just seems like an odd, I guess, order in which things happen. But, uh, Carl Durrell out at Colorado, Colorado has been an abject disaster for the better part of two, three years now. Um, I don't know much about Carl Durrell and to be honest, Colorado kind of fell off my radar after, um, the guy, oh gosh, well, I'm forgetting his name. Michigan State's head coach left. Um, Mel Tucker. Yeah. Mel Tucker. Thank you. So, uh, I don't really know what to make of this job. I think Colorado is a really cool place and I would love to see Colorado have a like cool, fun football team. But I, other than that, like, I, I don't really have a horse in the race. So you guys have any thoughts? No, I mean, I think like your point about that area being fun is valid and you should like Colorado has been good before. So yeah. it's not out of the question that they can't do it again. Um, but like this was weird. Cause I completely like did not know the name of their head coach until it was tweeted today. <laughs> right. I, I that is how knowing irrelevant it. they have become in my life. For sure. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, and then I guess the, uh, next, next up, uh, this one, I think gained a little bit of late steam, but I still think it's a bit of a surprise given the timing of things, but Paul Christ out as head coach in Wisconsin, Jim Leonard, their, uh, infamous defensive coordinator is going to take over as the head coach. Um, I kind of think they're, Wisconsin seems like the kind of place that would do everything in their power to maybe to make sure Jim Leonard had a fair shot at getting to keep the job. Um, but they've been really bad this year. This is the only, I, I don't think they were great last year. I think they kind of put all their eggs 
uh, in the basket of, of one quarterback recruit that has not really panned out so well there. And um, when you're Remember when he was a Heisman candidate, like week one of yeah, 2019 yes. or something. I do. And, 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 you know, you don't want to put it all on him. Um, but I just think that like that was supposed to be a turning point for Wisconsin from a recruiting standpoint and an offensive play calling standpoint and a lot of things. And they didn't really take a step. If anything, they, they took a step back and their defense hasn't been able to bail them out as much um, these last couple of years. And, and they, they, they've just been down. I don't think they've been like really bad uh, this year. Maybe they are bad, but um, Paul Christ out. I mean, he was, I mean, I, I was never like supremely enthused by the Paul Christ experience, but I mean, he seemed to kind of keep Wisconsin at the level that Wisconsin tends to churn at. So I, I don't, I don't know what else to say really. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait on judging yeah. this. It feels like there's, we're not hearing the whole story. It's just very weird. He was, he was 67 and 26 at Wisconsin. He won nine games last year. Um. He's won 10 games four times. He won 13 in the Orange Bowl like five years ago. Like, he only he went six and one in bowl games. Like, I don't he know. He beat the just, hell out of Miami in either the Outback Bowl or the Orange Bowl every year. So that, yeah. That so, like, it, it, it seems just very weird. And to say nothing of the fact that I have seen buyout figures anywhere between 15 and 19 million dollars. Yeah, I think it's settled around 19 based so, on the contract language. It's just all, it's all very strange. Um, and I don't know. It feels He's like we're doing this. Good. It feels like we're doing this earlier and earlier in the year, every year. And I think that's objectively a bad thing. And the, the buyout numbers, I don't care much about that. That's just all donor money and how they want to spend it. Um, there are many power five athletic directors that are horrific negotiators. Um, and which to be fair, like they have their backs up against the wall. Like, yeah, they, however, they come, we would like to offer our consulting services. They, we are happy to consult. Um, we can you know, they come up hours. as fundraisers and then have to go up against sports agents who deal with eight figure contracts every day. So, right. You know, but it's, it, it seems like a bummer for like, like the student athletes, like that sucks for them, especially yes. ones that like actually want to play for Paul Chris, like their whole lives just changed because a bunch of donors wanted them out of there. I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all very, not a fan. Not yeah. Jason, I, I got it with you. I think we should wait and see maybe what's next for Paul Chris before we like fully put a bow on this last time Wisconsin moved on from a coach, like in a high profile, their decision way. I believe it was, was it, wasn't it when Barry Alvarez like became the like shadowy uh, athletic director behind yeah, the scenes coach the guy. And there then was he, some old boy movements. Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah. Every time Wisconsin's coach would leave, Barry Alvarez would just randomly be like <laughs> interim, interim coach, coach for a while, Barry. and like just seemed like he was just enjoying getting the chance to just yep. fire up a, a new batch of eighteen to twenty-three year olds or something. Recreational like college football coach Barry Alvarez, <laughs> right? And uh, apparently, Chris is from Wis- He's from uh, Madison. I think he went to Wisconsin. They said he spent like twenty-six of his thirty-three years of his coaching career in in Wisconsin. It, it just seems it seems a little heavy-handed or weird that they would maybe do him like that um i'm just curious if maybe it was you know every time you see him too he seemed very like it was always it was almost like a bit he was doing but he did he seems very dour like he has a weird personality like kind of a a bit of a dopey aloof personality and i don't know maybe he maybe it was time and this was he they were having a conversation and it was one of those like well 
if, if it's going to happen at the end of the year, maybe it's best if it happens now so we can get kind of like some traction on replacing the guy, which Jason, all your points are valid. You got to feel for the kids. Yeah. I mean, that's things. part this of it is, is really, that's, this, that's this is really stupid, but like it makes sense from a business standpoint to get in line for lack of a better word, because that, that's not a nothing job and, and not a nothing conference. The Lance Leopold sweepstakes started last week. So Lance, where's he coaching now? Kansas. Kansas. The head Kansas. coach of Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Got the Kansas, well, Kansas State's, who's Kansas State's guy's got to be got to be getting a little bit of shine too. It's, uh, Kleeman, 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 Chris Kleeman. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So okay. So that's two more jobs to add to the list. Somehow Brian Harson's not fired yet. Uh, just couldn't. As of whenever we're recording this, nine oh two p.m. on say, Sunday, uh, October second. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. I don't know if it makes a lot of sense for Harson to get fired. Like really without them having an athletic director uh, sorted out. Um, but we did, I think, have A.J. McCarron reporting live from the streets this week that uh, Harson was going to be ousted at the end of the year. Love that. Love to have an Alabama, former Alabama quarterback reporting that Auburn is firing their coach just randomly on a podcast. But, hey, that's cool. We'll see. All right. Shall we talk some games here? Bounce sure. around. We'll do a little potpourri of some games and happenings throughout the day on Saturday. Uh, we could start with Michigan and Iowa. Um, I think this went pretty much how I envisioned it was going to go. Not beautiful. Michigan looks pretty good. I don't know that they look awesome all the time. Iowa's defense certainly contributes to that, but Michigan does a good job, does what they need to do, takes care of Iowa, um, didn't get l- lured into the trap. Yeah, I saw that uh... – Iowa plus 10 and a half was a certain Fox sports personalities can't miss lock of the week. That's true. Uh-huh. So you hate to see that. You really do. Classic stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, JJ McCarthy really, really soaking in the opportunity to wave to the children's hospital. I don't know if you guys saw that. It I was, did not. It was a little, I mean, it, it, that's objectively one of the coolest traditions in college football. I love that. My man, my man was a little, <laughs> little, little over the top with the, with the waving it's just interesting um i i don't know i don't know why i noticed that but i did yeah this is this is strange big grin uh a lot really hamming it up looked like maybe he had just won a prolonged drive competition or finished second yeah kind of knew the cameras were on him type thing potentially potentially yeah it was was a jj watt situation yeah um there's there's a handful of these guys making rounds around the internet (laughs) these days this is very true. Uh, Oklahoma was at TCU, and they wished that they had not been at TCU. Oh, my gosh. This was a murdering, an yeah. absolute whip, a whole jug. They poured a whole jug out on them. Um, yeah, I mean, TCU looks like like prime. TC, well, TCU. We talked about Georgia playing angry a couple weeks ago. Like TCU played this entire game very <laughs> that was, angrily. That was yes. visceral. Yeah, yeah. They 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 were not. So that was cool to see, like a spicy TCU back on my TV screen. Yeah, it's been a while. I think they had 459 yards of offense at halftime in this game. They absolutely unloaded. I mean, Dylan Gabriel got knocked out of this game on a super dirty uh, late hit, uh, which yeah. is a shame. It wouldn't have mattered if Dylan Gabriel played the whole game. I mean, maybe it would have been a, a touchdown or so closer, but um, TCU ran it up on Oklahoma in a big way. And Oklahoma's defense kind of looks a lot like Oklahoma's defense did last year, these last two weeks. So 
Um, we will see. Venables clearly knows probably what the work um, he has set out before him, but uh, not good. And, you know, I, I kind of thought Oklahoma was pretty clearly the best team in the Big 12. Now, I, I like, I have no idea. The Big 12 is so is wide interesting. Open, but is they are gonna not be, going to the playoff. Could, it, could we have Kansas versus Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game? I would yes, please. A Dr. Pepper dream. <laughs> For sure. Um, I will say State. it was wild oh, before we move on. It was wild because Oklahoma's defense, like, has issues at multiple levels. Like, Max Duggan, I think, had, like, a 75-yard touchdown run where nobody was within 20 yards of him for 80% of it. Um, you had guys running wide open. But, like, Oklahoma just didn't tackle either. They're uh, yeah. try like, it is... And that's one of those, like, oh, it's contagious type things. Mm -hmm. But it's wild to see a, a team coached by a defensive guru both blow assignments that often and just not tackle. So I think that was got one a of lot the of things on their plate. That, that he was going to fix, too. Like, I think he specifically pointed that out as, like, this team often would not tackle and would only try to play for strips and, you know, just didn't play with the requisite toughness that you would you would probably need. Um, to play, you know, plus defense, but uh, yeah, who knows? All right, uh, Oregon State was at Utah. Utah wins big. I think it was forty-two to sixteen. I didn't watch any of this, but I wanted to flag this because I think Oregon State had been maybe uh, exceeding some expectations early. They seem to potentially be regressing to a bit of a mean here, uh, which is fine. I, I also think that Utah, um, Utah relishes an opportunity to beat the holy hell out of a team. For sure. And they've done that a couple times this year. Uh, good for them. Yeah. I think uh, I think Oregon State kept in touch for the first half or so, and then Utah scored 21 unanswered towards mm -hmm. the end, maybe. So Okay. Gotcha. Well, certainly helps to do that. If you're gonna if you're gonna score 21 unanswered, you should do it at the end. I would That's agree. Yeah. Um, Washington at UCLA. This was Friday night or Thursday night? It's Friday. Friday night. Yeah. Um, I watched the, the first handful of drives of this game and was, like, really impressed with Washington. It's like, man, they do look good. They look really good. Like, Pendix looks awesome. And um, come to find out that I think I saw the, like, most of the extent of Washington looking really good. Um, UCLA kind of put it on them, put the pause on them here pretty good in this game. Washington did come back, and, and I guess they only lost by, like, eight or something like that. But it was – one of those, uh, I think they got a late score and tried an onside kick kind of thing, you know, shutting it down with plan for heave. But uh, yeah, good for UCLA. Very quietly, 5-0 and um, UCLA and appears to like know what they want to do on offense. Their quarterback's playing with a little bit of edge. Uh, he did, he had a great get off the field moment after the game, storm, stomping off the field, telling, uh, telling Washington to get off his field. Uh, love that. Really love that. Uh, it, was, it was good to see. Good to see Chip back in the mix, you know? I'd almost – we went like a good eight months there where I forgot he was out there. Sure. Yeah, well, he avoided our hot seats I discussion. Know. So, congrats. <laughs> Maybe he wants to coach in the Upper Peninsula State. No, no, that's Michigan. Sorry. Apologies <laughs> apologies to the BUNG. Maybe he wants to coach the Badgers. Right. Um yeah, that, I don't, I don't know. That that would be interesting for sure. But I think it was, it's good to see DTR playing well. I think he was like, yeah, he was the recruit 
that w- that uh, Kelly got that was supposed to, you know, be you know, the keys, given the keys to the kingdom there. And um, props to him for kind of like, I guess, toughing it out for a few years and having kind of up and down experience. But he looked really good. I think he's in his fourth or fifth year at this point. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, UCLA, look at that. Sneaky threat to the Pac-12 crown or whatever, whatever we want to say. Well, they are the conference of champions, so we can use crown. <laughs> All right. Texas Tech was at Kansas State. Every Kansas State highlight I see is just uh, Adrian Martinez running just butt naked, not a, not a soul near him, like <laughs> very really fast. Adrian I don't know what kind of camera they use, too. Like, it, I don't know if it's like slightly leaned forward or zoomed in or something. He looks big and he always looks like he is hauling to the end zone. Like without a soul near him, and shout again, out it awesome. is like it's the kind of Baker Mayfield like choppy, running really hard, but making it work for you. Run. Did you see Spencer Hall said that TCU's quarterback was running like he was pulling a uh, pulling a, a wheeled suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was sneaky fast too. I think that safety surprised that safety that tried to come down yeah. on him on the angle. Safety just had a surprise. <laughs> About ten yards into that angle, he took. <laughs> but um yeah no shout out to kansas state uh I, I think aside from the loss to tulane which maybe tulane is good but um yeah they're, they're like super fun both kansas and kansas state do the kind of like mismatch like cool running game using the quarterback a lot and like a lot of like option concepts but they kind of spread it out and you know outflank you and then all of a sudden you, they just like have you completely walled off and block they just they block really well it's it's cool football yeah, I agree. It should travel deep into the cold weather out there. Much like afraid. defense. Much like the pack line defense. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Almost that time. We, can we start talking about that, please? That would be nice. Yeah, let's. All right. Auburn was at LSU. We were firing off some texts during this game. I was unfortunately locked into Georgia, narrowly avoiding disaster against Missouri. Um, but Auburn, LSU, I did watch, like, the, the condensed version of this this afternoon and man what a what a like holy mess this was for Auburn uh they yeah, I mean, they make some terrible decisions like all around but again they make them with conviction yes <laughs> like it's not just well, like this is true. uh uh whoops it is <laughs> full-on 110 percent mistake body, body, body shakes in the wall at full sprint just yeah. straight through it and I honestly respect it yeah, Kirk, like, like as, a, as a third-party viewer with no skin in the game, like that's fun to watch. That is a fun car crash to watch. Yeah. Yep. The last several drive summaries, it's like punt, muffed punt, fumble, fumble, interception, muffed punt. Like it was, I was just watching it. Like, what in the world is even happening? This doesn't make any sense. And so, um. Yeah. I mean, was Auburn was up chaos 17, of... 17 to nothing. Auburn was up. And uh, I saw someone tweeted like, oh, Auburn had this game under control, 17 to nothing early. And so naturally, it's going to be 17 to 14 heading into halftime. Like, like you could see the, yeah. the, the leaking of the oil happening. Um, LSU kind of was like, you know, bumbling around a little bit in the first half. Listen, LSU, not letting you guys off the hook either. All right, not exactly yeah. like a, a, a ship shape operation you guys got going over there. That was but. not like a clean decleating of Auburn. Like you guys, you guys <laughs> right. are just dancing yeah. around the same fire with the same jug of kerosene. But for the second straight week, it's just like Auburn just up fourteen nothing, and you're like, oh, maybe they figured something out, and then just 
nothing happens for like an indeterminate amount of time. And then it's just all panic fire drill, like halfback pass interceptions and muff punts <laughs> and crazy things. I f- you got to feel bad for the, the, the young man who threw the interception on the halfback pass uh, or like the running back, like little thing. You're not allowed to throw the ball away in that situation. It is intentional grounding. So you have to do something with it, but you certainly should not, you like, you, you got to just step into a throw and just huck it like through the back of the end zone, like over everyone's head, I think, at least to like throw the scent off a little bit. You can't just weakly <laughs> lob it in the direction of the chains because that guy picked it like six feet away from where the guy threw it. I mean, he's just like, whoop. But anyhow, it was it was bad for uh, for Auburn. LSU, I think they're okay. They have some talent. They, they seem to get the ball to Emory, yeah. and they let the quarterback run around, and that seems to be – kind of like good enough for them to yeah like they're more stay in the game. they're the more i think fun. organizationally a mess than talent a mess which is i guess preferable sure um i'll also shout out um what's the quarterback standard for Robert? robbie ashford right yes yeah i think the pick he threw late in the fourth quarter he threw the pick and then dude like yeah took the guy off his feet with the tackle yes. it was like and not like not like met him and like forced him backwards like no. Like took the there's angle. A, there's a full like, head hunting situation. Yeah. Picked him up as he came through the guy, and they both like were horizontal. Like it looked like, um, like uh, like in an action movie, if someone's on a boat that's getting ready to go over a waterfall, and someone like dive tackles them off of it. That's what it looked like. It was just oh, like, yeah. I watched it live. I was just like, how did you, that was the quarterback. How did that happen? Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And honestly, the the pick was only sort of his fault. Like, I think it was a there was some deflection or something. So he happened, forced right? it. He forced problem. it in, but he, he kind of buried it in the guy's chest, and the the safety or whoever it was made a really good play and came over and basically just ripped the ball away from the wide oh, receiver. Yeah, yeah, right. And then the quarterback, like <laughs> Rashford, just came from a forty five degree angle and just lifted the guy off his. Feet. No, it was it was a tremendous tackle. By yeah, the I love you. Love to see that. Yep. You know, you. I'm surprised Will Levis doesn't make more of those tackles. To be honest, you know, you would think. <laughs> Given the opportunities, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Texas A&M, everyone's favorite team. Texas A&M was at Mississippi State. And I watched the condensed version of this game, too. This did not feel like the comprehensive beatdown that the final score would suggest. But Texas A&M, again, also just just a terrible mess. I don't know what they're doing on offense. Their offense is is extremely bobo. Like, there's no other word for it. They played multiple quarterbacks in this game. We had a resurgence of Haynes King. Max Johnson is out here confidently throwing awful interceptions. Um, it just doesn't really look like they like have a, a very good downfield passing concept ever. Um, for them, they move the ball okay. Uh, they, they lean on A-chain a lot to move the ball, which is fine. Uh, and then it seems like when the field gets a little short down towards the red area, if you will, uh, they they really they, things just start happening. I'm pretty sure Mississippi State turned them over a couple times down there close. Um, definitely capitalized on some interceptions. Mississippi State had a pick six. Uh, Mississippi State had just some dunking on like wide receiver screen, not screen like uh, fade catches. I hate the fade, but these wide receivers appear to appear to relish the opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, good for Mississippi State. Little difficult watching this game to remember which team was which. That was some very. I remember seeing it live. I'll say that being like looking at really hard at the helmets, like which yeah. is the. T- but um, 
Yeah, because they both use the big lettering in their logo. Yes, yeah. And the same exact color. The shade of the color yeah. is similar. Yeah. It's crazy. This was 42-17. Like, that was, was, was there a, a block, time touchdown. blocked field goal for a touchdown as well? It was. Yeah, yeah a pick six and a blocked field goal. Yeah, so I mean, all that's three like, phases. That's how you okay. win a football three. game. I think Spencer Hall said that's how Texas or that's how Mississippi State runs out the clock on you by forcing you into like ill ill advised pick sixes and <laughs> like they don't know how to just like run clock. But I mean, I even saw a couple gashing run plays. Texas A&M just appears to be a bit of a mess right now. I'm curious as to what the locker room situation is over there. Um, I'm also curious, like they're a team that I feel like is fairly publicly like all the way in, two feet in on the NIL, like collective. Um, we have more money than you. Our recruiting class is better than you. And they they got like one of the best defensive tackles in the country committed to them this week. They, they're not going anywhere, but um, curious if like the perception of wasted talent or lack of fun being had uh, it starts to maybe um, cause some, some of the recruits to sniff around. Um, but we'll see. Or it causes some of these boosters to rethink how they contribute to this pool of dark money that gets true. thrown at recruits. That's true. Uh, all right. Keep it moving. Wanted to give a quick shout out to Georgia Tech. The Ramblin' Wreck, they did it. They took down uh, They took down Pittsburgh. Never a good look when you fire your coach and immediately have the best performance your team has had in years. Like that would have been the best win in Jeff Collins's career. <laughs> yes, yes, right. I think there was one time they beat Miami, but I, I think Miami was like pretty bad. That was that was nascent Manny Diaz, terrible Miami days. Uh, and yeah, I mean, holy moly, you're right. Good, but good, good for Georgia Tech. I, I, I got nothing but love. Shout out yeah. to Miles. Good for the young men. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, the Dukes took care of business in the rain. They did. The Dukes did exactly that. It was a. Uh... A real yeoman's win. Um, kind of a weird, was, like, a weird, was a little, quiet, a little choppy, a little sloppy. Yeah. Yeah, it was sloppy. They were, um, let me find the actual numbers. There were multiple. But Jason turnovers. won't say this, but I will. The Duke's covered. So they are still eligible to be uh, considered a great team this I week. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know anything about that, but there were five, five fumbles, four of them lost to the other team combined between the two teams. It was just, you know, kind of kind of one of those rainy, messy games, um, which almost certainly played into our hands. Texas State is a, a very pass-happy team, but they honestly they, they didn't look bad running the ball. They they cleared a hundred yards rushing, which they are the first team to do that against us this year. Um but Jamie took care of business, kind of a quiet blowout. Um it was it's like it was only ten nothing with like five minutes left in the half. And then we got a safety before the half and another – I would have picked six before the half, and uh, that kind of cracked it open. Um, Mr. Bussett wide open. I yeah. love that. And so it was It was 40-7. to seven. <clears throat> They scored on the final play of the game to make it 40-13. to 13. But mm. um, I, I believe I believe that total points was significant to some, but I couldn't – I could neither confirm it or deny that. I have no idea. Mm. Mm. Um, love that. But they didn't Maybe actually – I don't think I knew that this was a thing, but they scored the final touchdown in the last play of the game and didn't kick the extra point. I think, yeah, I think you can elect not to. Yeah, I think it, I think they can. Just oh, they chose not to. Money. So, anyways, speaking um, of, good, uh, oh no, sorry, go ahead, Jason. Uh, just good to avoid the trap game um, after a big emotional win at App State. 
took care of business Texas State. Have a not-so-sneaky, tough road trip to Arkansas State coming this week. Um, but the Dukes but are 4-0. Is that the Red Wolves? It is, yeah. I know Butch by majors. former Tennessee head coach, uh, old Mr. Cop-looking guy. I forget his Butch? name. Yes, Butch Jones. Coach Butch? Yeah. Yep. Um, the Dukes, I saw, are the second highest non-P5 team receiving votes. Like, I yep. think they clock in at number 30 based on votes, uh, AP votes. So shout out to the Dukes. Getting, a little, getting yeah. a little real buzz. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's you know, I will I'm, tell you right now, they are far and away the best team in the state of Virginia. So yes. I think that's I think that's pretty clear. Liberty, <laughs> Liberty probably Liberty probably has an argument, but I don't. Well, I don't yeah, given that. that they beat ODU, on they Saturday. beat ODU, um, which you know is is as good of an argument as you can make. We haven't played any Virginia teams except Norfolk State, so certain teams, um, certain teams in the state have not beaten ODU. So you know. A, Yes. The, the strength, the strength, but does, also certain teams have. So yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, but yeah, the Somehow. Uh, some. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I also wanted to say, speaking of choosing to forgo things, in a different game, uh, we had Syracuse and Wagner agree to mm. two ten-minute quarters in the second half. Yep. Uh, that rendered all bets on the game null. Yeah, I think I think some wagerers some... were unhappy about. Oh, that. I didn't know. I didn't know it canceled everything. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, but man. well, it, it depends on the house like rules. Like stuff, yeah. you have to have X amount of minutes played for it yeah. to be considered a full game. That makes yeah. sense. That's why people like Bud get a little up in arms when there's like a lightning delay late in the night, like the Iowa game. Like he, I think he really needed uh, that game just to finish because he's in like the Vegas, like the Caesar super contest or something for college football. Oh. And he, uh, he needed that game and it did finish. So I think it was good, but like he, he needed it to, to end, not be like a dud game or whatever. So Yeah. One, one of my early Vegas vacations on like a Labor Day weekend for opening weekend of college football season, I had bet something in a Georgia versus nobody game right mm. and my my ticket was dead in the water midway through the third quarter and so i physically ripped it up and threw it in the trash as my buddy and i like went to go to a buffet or something and come to find out a storm blew in and because the game was so out of hand they just like they called wiped it, it out called it. Bets, called it. so my ticket would have pushed but i had physically torn it to shreds <laughs> <laughs> so can't be the first time. Let that be a lesson to all, all of you out there. Right. Just hang right. on till the bitter end. All right. Speaking of teams that beat Old Dominion, Jordan, let's just do our duty here. How, yeah, how let's, we, let's do the we, autopsy. Virginia stinks, Virginia stinks so hard. I think we're going to get a question about this. We don't need to, like, expound. Um, I've been teased that there may be a forthcoming question about... We don't need to talk slash, about this anymore than we have to. Brennan, slash Brennan Armstrong's, like... The, the the arc here that he has been on this year, but yeah, Virginia stinks. I, I don't I don't know what to do. That it's weird body language. It's weird buy in. It's weird coach presence on the sideline. I mean, the offensive play calling objectively is not good. Uh, yeah. The defense didn't have their best day yesterday either, so that doesn't really keep you in it. Um, can't say that I would blame the defense for maybe getting a little down in the mouth uh, when when you do a lot of things to you know. Like Virginia probably should have won that Syracuse game given the amount that their defense gave them the ball yep. like in, in the Syracuse red area and things of that nature. And, and uh, held the field goals 
yes, five right, or six but, times. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Virginia stinks. That's that is probably the title of the show. They do stink, and I think the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating things, watching that unfold is like offense, especially like there does there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of like give a whoop, like. Let, yeah. I, at least let me see somebody get pissed off and like care a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like they'll they'll just go three and out and like all right. Well, we tried. We gave it the old college try. Like I I'm not saying they don't care at all, but visibly it is hard to to see that. It is hard to yeah. digest and imagine that like yeah, because yeah, and again it is compounding frustration too because you saw largely the same roster at skill positions put up wild numbers over the past year, year and a half, uh, mm -hmm. doing different things. So, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch any of this game, but the adjective given to me was listless and that's, yeah, the that is ideal yeah. descriptor. Was it raining? Uh, it was, it was kind of, it was raining like the first quarter, first quarter and a okay. half. Armstrong doesn't appear to be able to throw a wet ball. Receivers can't catch a wet ball. Uh, they had Duke's quarterback out here looking like a tall, poor man's academically gifted Johnny Manziel, the way he was running circles around these linebackers. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm not encouraged if some of these linebackers we're throwing out there are the best we have at that position because they cannot keep up with anybody. Um, That's not good. They were missing Nick Jackson That's in the first ideal. half due to yeah. a targeting, a dubious targeting call in the Syracuse <laughs> yes. game. Right. How much that played into the 21-0 deficit that Duke jumped out to, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Logan, like I was texting you, there seems to be a like put a lot of pressure on themselves, pressing on every, like putting yeah. way more importance. They're not playing loose at all. Um, and then when something goes bad, it just compounds and snowballs the pressure, it seems. Like 14 nothing, they get the kickoff, really good return. Returner tries to hurdle one of the last lines of defense and like completely hurdles the guy, does not get touched, but fumbles the ball because he's going so out of control in the yeah. hurdle. They lose the ball, go down 21 nothing. Um, right. And at that point, yeah, so it's tough. Need need like a mental reset. Probably need some schematic changes on both sides of the ball, but not not terribly fun to watch. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I again, you you can't be too hot takey about it. I also don't think that like everything Bronco Mendenhall was doing was like a hundred percent. I was on board for. I, I mean, yeah. It's easy to look back and be like, oh man, Virginia made the Orange Bowl two years ago. And um, Virginia is in better shape in theory from a talent standpoint now than when he took over the program. So like that is all net good things. Um, but I would like to see a little bit more. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. You can usually tell if a team, even if they're not good, is playing hard for a coach. Right. And it would appear that there are times where Virginia appears, like Jason said, maybe listless, like, and maybe that they aren't uh, playing very hard. Like, they don't personally buy in to what is being probably beat down their, you know, throat 
And, you know, it would, you, you hear whispers that it's a little bit more of a negative coaching tactic. Um, you know, and a lot of this stuff is kind of like hearsay, right? Like, yeah, on we don't know. And, you know, I don't know. Bronco Mendenhall seems also like always got into like just freaking brawls every, every, all the time. And like, he seems like the most peaceful, like Jedi guy in the world. But like, so, you know, obviously behind closed doors, things are different. Um, but I, you know, I am really concerned with like how the quarterback appears to not even be caring about how bad things are going. And like, he's just seems to sort of resigned to the product on the field sucking. And it, it looks like the coach and him are almost like doing this kind of like stare down thing. <laughs> like, like who's going to break first. And I don't know, we've already reached the point of the season where we've talked about this for too long. Also, uh, we've we've reached the point of the season where Elliot in his postgame press conference is out here like apologizing to Brennan Armstrong for not coaching him well enough. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, we can't be yeah. like doing this weird back and forth messaging. Um, you know, you trying to get through to your like quarterback. Passive what have you been doing? Through the yeah. press conferences. Like, what have you been doing since the spring? You know, like if you haven't gotten through to him, like and if if it's over, then it's over. Like maybe it's time for the next guy to play. And you know, if, if it's not going to happen, but like you need <laughs> baby Kyler free baby, baby Kyler. Kyler. It's his time. Like you at a certain point, like I, I'm just a little sick of seeing the same kind of like sad uh, approach on offense fail in the same way that it has failed. And that's just to be kind of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Again. There seems damn. to be a lack of offensive identity. And there's also the concerning, like, Oh, there's a lot of personal fouls showing up like it is it is very predictable like right. Aaron Falmui and Ben Smiley on the D-line are going to get whistled for at least two of those bad boys a game just mm -hmm. because you can bait them in and they yeah. like the coaches do not coach that out of them um yeah so anyhow All we right. can move on but yeah let it don't Hello. let it be said that we we ran from this tough topic Correct. Um, I should have said this when the JMU talk was happening and not uh, shoved a stick in your eye after that. But I should have pointed out that in in Bill C's latest SP Plus, the Sun Belt East does grade out as a better group of teams than the AZC Coastal. So, yeah, I can I mean, buy that. I would. I would buy that. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we All had right. our marquee team go down to Georgia Tech. So that's true. Yeah, that's probably playing their third string quarterback yeah. and is hanging their hat on a gut grinding victory over a West Virginia team that got shellacked by Texas this weekend. They did. Uh, you guys, Congrats to your Longhorns, by the way, Jason. Thank you. I appreciate that. We, the family group texts. I mean, like grandpa was involved in the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a real family divided situation for you, though. It was. Um, I'm just gonna make these like just more and more ridiculous as we go on. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving's gonna be real awkward the way the Longhorns yeah, put it I'm on saying, West Virginia this you year. Get it. You get it. Um, do you know where the Dukes are ranked in this week's SP Plus? I'm gonna say like twenty uh, second. Yeah, I mean, overly optimistic, but I appreciate it. Okay. I mean, I think they're thirty in AP, so I'd, I'd put them in like the thirty-five range. Thirty-four. Yep. Nice. Because them. so four four games is when the previous like yeah the prediction old games get taken out and so mm -hmm. since JMU was being held back by its non old games now we're good. Well, I think after four games the the projections drop out, which I guess maybe is affected right. by the old games, but like yeah. he he does projections based on 
yeah, yeah. Anyhow, Good idea. Um, we had a hurricane game played today. Florida played in front of 72,000 people, allegedly, uh, in the swamp. And, uh, you know, finally took care of business. Love to see a quick taking care of business. They ran a nasty bomb play on the their first offensive play of the game for 75-yard touchdown pass. That was tight. Um, and Richardson appeared to be in his bag, uh, was is displaying a lot of the things we wanted to see from him. Had a lot of wide open guys today, which is good for a quarterback's confidence. Uh, they ran the ball well. John Kittness kid got in and was hooping. Love to see that. Uh, oh, Jalen. Playable depth. That's a big yeah. Marco concept. Playable depth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, Florida looked good. It was, they played Eastern Washington. So this, they were, they covered, they covered the 32 point spread though. If, if for those of you that are curious. Go Gators. I did see a lot of, you know, people on Twitter complaining that the defense wasn't playing well as Florida was winning 35 to three in the third quarter, <laughs> which at a certain point, guys, we need to <laughs> we need yeah. to maybe like maybe enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy Go the rhetoric. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chill, chill with the rhetoric a little bit here. Um, you know, we got a, a bunch of uh, you know people evidently that are watching the All Twenty Two talking about gap fits and stuff against Eastern Washington when you know you're playing up. But uh, Richardson continues to occasionally get a little bit dinged up and spend a little too much time writhing on the ground, which is troubling. You hate to see it, but I think. Uh, all in all, a good performance for the Gators. A good get-right performance as they go. Uh, I think they welcome Missouri next week. So, fresh off a, a near upset of Georgia, I guess. Maybe, maybe a near upset of Georgia. I'm on Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz, I got some problems with you. Four minutes to go in the game, and you punt back to Georgia when you haven't stopped them one time in the second half. What did you think was going to happen? You were going to get a, this magical stop that you hadn't got the whole game. That was going to be the 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 blow that destroyed the rock, right? Anyhow, all right, that's fine. All right, let's talk about picks, Jordan. Take us to the promised land. Well, congratulations to us all for a profitable week. We did most it, notably Logan David Whitehouse, a clean five and zero. He's back. Yep. In in the five hundred ish range on the season. Thank you. Um, yeah. The board really has never been clearer to me or, or my compatriots. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to let more picks fly this week. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I had toyed with the idea this year of like sprinkling five leg parlays for each of our picks each week, just to see like if, if any of us punch. catches lightning in a bottle, <laughs> you get that nice 23, 24 to one payout. Oh, yeah. um, so that's on me though i'll do this would have been the week (laughs) (laughs) oh well guess 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 i won't do it anymore either um yeah logan five and oh jason four and one i went three and two just because i was a little braver than you guys but that's fine i'm not complaining i'm just pointing things out uh our first game was kentucky at ole miss this was the lone nooner on our picks card uh Mississippi won the game. They did not necessarily deserve to. I think no. Kentucky turned the ball over on their final three drives, all of which took place. The turnovers took place in Ole Miss territory. So yeah, yeah, I, I, that's I, not going to win you a lot of games. Kentucky is kind of like rich man's Auburn. Like they <laughs> things things just go a little bit better for them, and uh, and they maybe get an easier run of things. I, I don't know. 
I don't really get Kentucky. I think they were fairly undeserving of being like the number seven team in the country. Like, did you watch? Well, Kentucky this is what I said last week, Logan. Somebody's got to be in the top ten, and it That's is Kentucky's point. and whoever else's turn it was. Right. Well, it, it turns into which SEC team is up next because now Ole Miss is uh, is is up there too. I think they're like number eight or number nine. It's like I mean, well, I don't they know just beat a top ten team. So <laughs> I mean, dude, it's a good point. You make this is how the SEC has like twelve yeah. top ten wins at the end of the year. These voters <laughs> aren't just, stupid. They, they see strength of schedule. Listen, Georgia Tech just got a ranked win, so I mean, we can't we we. we but Jeff sad. Collins did Great. not. It should Great. be noted. <laughs> very sad for Jeff Collins. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't love this game. This is, I mean, this is the kind of game Kentucky likes to play though. They, they drag games into the mud and force you to play at their pace and, um, you know, expect that sort of at the end that they'll be able to lean on you enough to, you know, they, they do sort of like poor man's Georgia, rich man's Auburn, poor man's Georgia, you know, they're, they're right there somewhere. Um, you know, they, they played this well, if they were playing to cover, I'm not overly impressed with Levis, uh, I, you know. It's one thing when your own offensive coordinator is out here saying you're going to be the number one pick in the draft. I understand he's got great measurables and stuff, but like at a certain point, you should be able to produce in college if you if you actually are going to be counted upon to produce at the next level because that is what actually unless matters. you're Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, I guess. But anyhow, the exception that proves the rule. Right, right. So I mean, if you if you really think that Will Levis is going to become Josh Allen, then I advise you to go for it. Uh, I just I don't necessarily see it. He throws. Too many picks. Just holds onto the ball up for a really long time. Also, got his finger bent up pretty bad. Ugh. It was yeah. just his look at it though. He came back in and played. Yeah, he just popped it back in, but it's like the body really about it now up. causes me pain. Like, so. Yeah, yeah. I uh I guess I was impressed if we're gonna like give Kentucky some credit despite fumbling the bag at the end. Um they made some good adjustments after going down 14 nothing. like seemed to seem to keep Ole Miss's offense a little bit more contained. Um, and 20, that running back 24 they have is a load. Um, Kentucky's? Yeah. Is that Rodriguez? Yes. Yeah. He just started playing again. He was out the first uh, – suspended by the school for the first few weeks. So, yeah, he is good. He's not, like, overly fast or, like, poppy, like – Break away, no, but, but he's, you he's a tough, saw a single tackler bring him down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, very curious eye black situation for Jackson Dart. I yes. think uh I think that may have been what costed the Rebels the cover. So pretty pretty laxy. Pretty laxy with the eye black out of Mr. Yeah. Dart. Um yeah, I mean I yeah, I mean Ole Miss Ole Miss was shot their defense was pretty good, but uh, I don't know. I didn't really feel like I learned very much about either one of these teams. Like it's, it was kind of like a, a muddled up game throughout and uh, Kentucky didn't have, wasn't able to put it in right there at the end. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Ole Miss defense, I did see a guy or two throw up the land shark fin. Mm-hmm. So that, that tickled me in a special place. That was good to see. <laughs> Love to see that the Ole Miss announcers, I was, I was on the, the varsity app swinging around listening to like, the games and i just i get so tickled by the homer announcers especially the sec guys they are so twangy and they just love their football program so much and he's like oh he's throwing up the land shark i mean they were so excited <laughs> to see see the young men out there throwing up the land shark so that's cool uh alabama arkansas 
also took place in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, why don't you walk us through the experience you had? Alabama won this, but there there was a cover situation in play. It was a brief moment, um, and I think I even said it on the picks episode last week, where I was like, "It's this is like just begging for a backdoor cover." Seventeen point five was the yeah. number. Right. And so just an absolute devilish number to pick yeah, on either side. <laughs> um, and so I, the, the first, the most of the Auburn or most of the Alabama balling came, I was still working. I was still closing up shop with football and stuff like that. Um, and I got uh, a television like early mid third quarter, like right about the time when all the tweets started coming about the hogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like 28 7, 28 14. Um, and then like Arkansas recovered a, a beautiful onside kick. Like yeah. genuinely great. The little like kicker taps the ball ahead. And I don't know if all of Alabama's kick coverage team turned and ran, but there were only two Alabama guys even in the picture. And the, Ar- the Arkansas kicker had time to jog ahead to the 45 turn around and just like like field his yeah. own kick as a punt that had like bounced off the ground well, he, yeah because the the i guess the runners for arkansas just absolutely decleated yeah. the two they, alabama players who cleared out the two threats and the, uh, the kicker just got yeah. to like box out you no literally like like late in a late in a soccer match when you see a soccer goalie like make an easy save and then just like curl up and roll over <laughs> on it like that's what the Arkansas kicker did. It was it was Classic beautiful. Time waster. It was so good. Um, and Arkansas drives down and kicks a field goal, which I think we talked about. I, I didn't love. No, maybe that was a different game. But no, no, they did. That was the, a dubious decision. It was like they were yeah. so concentrated on not wasting the momentum they got yeah. from the onside kick that they like we're not going to go without points on this drive. Right. But it was like so they decided to make a two score game, still a two score game, by kicking a field goal. And then I forget what. Uh, I forget they got the ball back really fast, and I'm blanking on how they did it. Well, Alabama. Um, like, so it should be noted, uh, Bryce Young out of this game yeah, early yeah. with a shoulder injury. Um, Saban says it's not a serious injury, but it is like kind AC of interesting screen. that they like he wasn't even warming up to go back in when things got slippery. They were they just riding out. with uh, yeah. the backup, Joe. No, to be fair, it seemed just. just I think his last name is Milrow. Yes. Um, And the offense, like, seems much more vanilla. Obviously, like, he's not the top Heisman candidate the way Bryce Young is, but um, didn't throw a lot I just remember they got the ball back because Alabama was going to punt the ball away and, like, fired a snap at, like, a 20-degree angle. That's right. Yes. Like the to the snap. point that I, I, it almost looked like it was supposed to be a fake, but nobody else got the word because it like hit the up back and like caromed out and the, the punter fell on it at like the three and Arkansas plowed in. And at that point, it was 28 to 23. And the third quarter came to an end. And I was like, I was vibing. I was like, hell yeah, this is like exactly <laughs> what I was seeing. Like just hold on exactly, to the board life. was so clear. I was like, it was a five point a clear game. Voyage. Just hold him to a touchdown and a field goal in the fourth. We're, we're living right. This is going to be great. And I left the stadium and I drove home and I got home and it was 42 to 23. And I was just like, what the, sh- what happened? That was your <laughs> mistake, Jason. You left yeah. the hot seat. I took my eyes off. That's on me. So I think Alabama, had, uh, Alabama apparently had like either three or four 
did they score four touchdowns in the fourth quarter? They might have scored three. It was three. It, yeah, it was they three, were all 70-plus yard yes, runs. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs had a yeah, had himself a moment. He and, had a 72-yarder uh, and a 76-yarder in the fourth quarter. And I think one on the first drive that didn't score, he like got pushed. Correct, no, that was yeah. uh, that Milrow, was Milrow. Milrow. Yeah, Milrow. The quarterback up. had the other one. Short Alabama's game. offense, you're right, Jordan, does look different when, uh, um, oh god, Bryce Young. Bryce, jeez, Louise, Bryce Young, um, isn't. You in wanted one. to say C.J. Stroud, did you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, at this point, what's <laughs> when, uh, John John David Moody? Um, yeah, but uh, it, I don't know. Milrow is an athlete and is big For dude sure. too and would appear to be like welcoming welcoming the con the, the contact on the outside and we'll take off with it so i mean they did a really good job with him like kind of scheming it up and then i don't know arkansas Ar- i feel a little bit bad Ar- i know arkansas is like back in on their defense is really banged up they're missing one of the best safeties in the country Jalen catalan's out but i mean they they are pretty shaky back there at best yeah. and uh, you know once it was kind of like off to the races it didn't appear that there was a whole lot of um good angles being taken or just a lot of a lot of stuff like that happening from arkansas secondary so um yeah alabama busted it up and it was a little squeaky there i do think that it was cowardly by Pittman to kick the field goal um when he kicked it but you know is what it is all right so congrats to the crimson time for kai tied for covering with their backup QB in, yeah, correct. They ran, they ran away seventeen and a half with the backup. And I think there was a there was a last gasp, gasp, almost pure backdoor cover. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Arkansas drove down. They were at the Alabama twelve, and it was fourth and yeah, fourth and goal, fourth, or fourth and five and 12, or whatever, yeah. and they just ran out of, <laughs> ran out of downs. But that would have been that would have been just raw uncut backdoor cover and no uh, they they threw the pass to the guy in the flat and it was a one-on-one with the corner and the corner yeah, he's just got tackled first down. and stoned yeah. him right there like freaking like cornerback stoned a tight end and i was just like you can't <laughs> I just oh, like, get him get him because like i saw i saw like he caught the pass and i was like oh he's got like three yards yeah. to get there like put a foot in the ground and put your shoulder pad into a guy and he just got just stonewalled uh, yeah he he was positioning to try and score rather than get the first down yeah. which you know neither I wasn't even thinking about my backdoor cover at the time it's yeah. unbelievable very selfish of him uh oklahoma state and baylor also played at the 330 hour this is a fun football game to watch i had this one it? of my one of my grids um spencer sanders was impressive for the most part um Baylor was rocking some fun mustard uniforms, um, but I no, I thought Oklahoma State like looked competent. The Spencer Sanders growth program has has seemed to pay off. Uh, he's not making as many of the like just bad mistakes. He is managing a game well. He's pulling the ball down and running rather than forcing throws. Um, but yeah, there was some good back and forth here, and uh, Oklahoma State got it done. So, go I, didn't, I did. I did not watch a lick of this game. I was, I was, I had it on the queue this afternoon, and I neglected to get to it there as well. So, you hate to see it. I also don't really love watching Baylor play. I don't know what it is. They don't inspire greatness or yeah. fun, but. 
I mean, I get it. I see what they're going for. But it's just yeah. not my favorite. I, I, when I say it was a fun game, it wasn't necessarily the, like, two awesome high-level execution oh, but sure, it was just yeah. like it was back and forth like yeah. evenly farted around sometimes but also break some plays just just a good clean competitive match spencer sanders having a good year yeah so good for him our final 330 game of the afternoon was wake forest at florida state university the Knowles. we'll get this out of the way the Knowles were led by Mike Norvell, who was wearing a, a very interesting, like, shacket, but not a shacket. I texted about this in the group thread. If it was a shacket, it was for, like, a seven-year-old little boy, and he stretched it onto his adult man body. Yeah, it was, like, it was, like, cut in the silhouette of the blade collar polo that Nike does well. I would have liked it if it was a polo shirt. I don't like it as a shacket. So. Yeah. I think, I think I'm with you. I just also think that, like, the shacket is meant to be like noticeably a shacket, and it, you you would never wear that tight of a shacket. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not snug. meant to be form fitting <laughs> or flattering. You're supposed right. to be able to hide some red man in there and not have anybody be any the wiser. Bingo. Um, but yeah, handsome Sam got it got it done often enough, and uh, I don't know. Jordan Travis like didn't look quite as on point as he has. To, yeah. to this point this year. So they kind of go as he goes, it seems. And uh, sure. he did not go as well as he has. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that injuries on the FSU side are, are mounting a little bit at this point. I think both of their offensive tackles, or at least two starting offensive linemen, didn't play this game. Wake Forest isn't a, a takeover-the-game defensive unit, but their defense played, I think, better than given up 50 points last week to Clemson would indicate. And um, yeah, Florida State just seemed a little bit off. Uh, Wake scored enough points in this one to, you know, build a comfortable enough cushion. And then, you know, Florida State kind of at the end, probably, I don't know, probably should have tried to like get Wake into the end zone so they can try to get the ball back and score. They, they kind of, Florida, there was a lot of time that, uh, there was a situation in which Wake Forest got a first down like at the two yard line with like three mm. minutes to go. So then Delicious. that basically forced that, that forced Florida state to have to use all three of their timeouts. And then Wake Forest kicks a field goal with like a minute and 15 seconds left and is up 10 now. Um, and Florida state now has no timeout. So, I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, it, it, that was, that was tough. I'm not saying, you know, that that is what lost them the game, but um, I, I think Florida state probably feels a little bit let down by their defense. Uh, but yeah. Wake Forest is good. I mean, I, I I thought to me that this line was pretty stinky when I saw it. Um, I, I thought that was good. Well, you, you you got them all right. So well, sure, but I'm just saying. Like, I thought I thought that people were re- reacting to like a Wake Forest team that I mean, that went toe to toe with Clemson last week. That's like I, mean, I don't know. I just I didn't feel like Wake yeah. Forest was getting a whole lot of credit because maybe they fell out of the rankings. I I, I don't know why that would really matter. Florida State was just debuting in the rankings. Now they're unranked again. So it was a good one-week run for the Knowles. But, um, yeah, I, I, I thought this was, a, this, was, this was a good football game. And, you know, FSU did a pretty good job of getting back into it uh, at the end. But, uh, yeah, you're going to get these. I think Florida State plays Clemson and NC State next. Woof. Tough, tough little stretch here for the, for the Knowles. I think I have a future on Florida State under – 
total wins still that I'm still monitoring. What was it at? I mean, two weeks ago, you would have thought these people thought they were going to go undefeated and win the national championship. So uh, I got under six and a half at plus one fifteen. Oof. So it's going to take some some apathy to slip <laughs> into that locker room. Well, yeah, maybe. But maybe this stretch could do Devo. it. Maybe Devo. <laughs> yeah. Who do they play after? After. Um, so Clemson, they go. Um, they're at NC State. Saturday, L. then home Clemson. L. Home Georgia Tech. Mm. At Miami, at Syracuse, home Louisiana, home Florida. How, how many wins do they have right now? Three. Four. Three? Oh, four. Oh. So well, they, they need, just need, they need two three. more Louisiana and Georgia Tech, probably. Oh, you had it five and a half? Oh, they, they have to. They, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they have to win one besides those two to. To kill you, right? Yeah, if they've got four. Listen, and I'm going to say, like, I'm not. We can talk about this next. I'm not totally sold on NC State. Like, I don't necessarily think that that is an unwinnable game for Florida State. I mean, I think. It's, but if it's, it's at NC better. State, I think you don't just stroll into Raleigh when that place is. To Carter Finley Stadium. That's right. Especially if it's a like a two thirty p.m. game. Shout out to Raycom. Chris. Speaking oh, of Raycom, we had another. <laughs> Humdinger in the ACC Atlantic. This is like vintage Clemsoning at noon on a Saturday. You're just Ooh. coming to a tingle after just a, went down my spot after a, after a lovely night at Club Trinity. We had no, no less than three double bourbon ginger ales. <laughs> that was a pro move right there. Move on. Uh, Let's go. Come on. <laughs> we had NC State at Clemson. We had Clemson and their vaunted entrance into whatever little john coliseum where we do this thing every year where we put clemson on tv and the 7:30 abc game and then we overproduce the, the entrance and we watch the buses go around the circle like a bus ride 45 seconds long is the most interesting thing in college sports right we had to watch Dabo just absolutely lathered up as the door shut <laughs> on the bus <laughs> like that image is gonna haunt me for 30 years we, um, the Harrisonburg, uh, if you want to know how stupid of a tactic this is, the Harrisonburg freshman football team did this uh, <laughs> prior to a TA game when I was on the team uh, back in 2003 or whatever year that was. And uh, yeah, we, we warmed up under the lights at Harrisonburg High School and then all got on the bus in gear, oh. uh, <laughs> went to TA and, and the, with the goal of coming off the bus and just going live, full, full live uh, tackle, like five plays to intimidate TA. We, I mean, we beat, we beat them for sure, but sure. it was, it was still like, I don't think I, it I was because of the warm up. I think it was <laughs> the, the gimmick. Like, I mean, listen, I'm a, a, a fairly like, you know, I see the board pretty clearly, obviously. And I just remember sitting on the bus being like, man, uh, we have any of our stuff with us. Now we have to drive back to Harrisonburg high school to like change and like, and all of these things. And just so we could like come off the bus and like Tony Hawk and like, like Steve Hardos. me. Like so, I can get run over by my own teammate in in preparation to 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 let TA know who the boss is. <laughs> Logan was the sacrificial lamb. You got Logan in space trying to take trying to eat up blockers. Like I mean, you know, I was diving in knees, baby. We were not. I was not taking Theon and Freddie Valencia and all these people right at me. Anyhow. Square in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, like Freddie and Theon pulling around on. 
Fullback Corday Williams. Yeah, it was not <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah, you didn't Jason. sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pull Ross French out of a grease spot on the ground one time. <laughs> it was so bad. Anyhow, that's what I'm saying. Like, so this, oh I just God. remember being like, man, this, this really sucks for some of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why are but, we doing this again? We're going to beat the holy hell out of these guys either way. That's right. Uh, we were lathered up. You want to talk about lathered up? There was some some lather was flowing on. Yeah. on... <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So but the important yeah, thing is that Diabo owes me some compensation for the emotional damages I suffered. <laughs> Absolutely lathered up. Yeah. So they did their entrance. The, another thing. He also and... did one more time. I'm Go not ahead. done picking on Dabo yet. <laughs> he funny. like he has the weird haircut where he like doesn't have a lot of sideburn on. <laughs> On the ear, but he also like slicks them back in the middle of the game. <laughs> it was the straight, like there's nothing there to touch, but he still one. goes for it like it's a nervous tick. It is the weirdest. Maybe that's thing. why there's nothing there. He's worn them off. <laughs> that's like yeah. the, the Ron Swanson, like the mustache is worn down from friction. Oh, from, the fr <laughs> from friction. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh. Uh, that's funny. Um, all right, we, we, let's get to the game real quick before we jump back on piling on. Yeah, well, I've been against. doing this partly to stall that I picked the Wolfpack and they stunk. So yeah, they, they did stink. I mean, Clemson sat on them. This, there was not much that really happened in this game. I think it was like 20 to 13 or 30 to 13 or 30 to 17 or whatever for, for most of it. I think it was 13 because it ended up being 30 to 20 final, right? Yep. DJU, yeah. um, we had some sparkling conversation during this game. He, he's effective. He's a good college quarterback. I don't think he's um, – I think maybe sometimes we unfairly hold the five-star uh, Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback before you. Deshaun Watson was the quarterback before him. Therefore, you have to be them thing against him. And maybe that's unfair. Maybe he's earned that a little bit based on stature and where he's at. But um, doesn't really jump off the screen when you watch him throw yeah. the football. But he's big, and they seem to have, like, figured out how to leverage his skill set to the – like given the fact that they have a really good defense and they can kind of play field position and then like sort of wear you down um, and good for them. I, I, it's not, it's not very fun to watch though. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I kind of started cause I, it, his, his throws looked funny to me, like just kind of strange and not what you would expect from somebody, really frankly, good. with his frame um, and, and pedigree and that sort of thing. And I said, it, it kind of looked like every throw he made, like he made the decision in his inner monologue that he was only going to put the exact amount of velocity on it that it would take to get it to the point he needed to get to. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of like when I go through some putting woes and I'm like always trying to just die, yeah. just die the ball over yeah. the, every, the cup. Every right. throw he makes is a lag putt. Like it was, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> He's just like sidling it up to the tight end in the flat and stuff like that. And it's and then gravity will weird. take over. Say what? I said it, you get it there to the apex and then yeah. let gravity do the rest. Exactly. And that's it that just felt like every it felt like every uh like he had tight ends open in the flat the whole time. Like great, good for them, good scheme. But it felt like every time the tight end would like turn and do like the little jump turn catch the tight ends do and just have to like hang there for a second and like <laughs> okay, now I got it. Like and so, yeah. and it's, it was just, it's just interesting. And he, he, uh, acquitted himself very well against NC state, a pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's, he's a big boy. He, he ran for, I think 75 yards too, or something like that. So 
he played well. It was just like I could not place why his throws struck me as so funny. So I had to talk yeah. it out with you guys. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's a useful exercise. Um, yeah. I think NC State's offense has problems. Yeah. They do, and I think Clemson. It's even more impressive what they did last night because they were missing a few key elements on on that defense. Like Brian Brissy didn't play. Um, some other guys were out injuries or otherwise uh yeah. and they were still clearly the better unit when those yeah. two were on the field i think nc state lost a, their left tackle to the like wasn't he like a first round nfl draft pick last year i think that that is hurting them more than his replacement was getting picked on yes last night. yes i, I think that's hurting them on the telestrator yeah. several times <laughs> right and i mean leary's good but i don't think leary's like i mean listen he's he's no He's no Sean Glennon, right? Well, like he he can Mike, spin sorry, it Mike when Glennon. he's got time to like think his yeah, way through, but Clemson one. just didn't give him time. So, right. and that's what I'm saying. Like I think it all is rooted in like a little bit of deficient offensive line play. Doesn't really let them do all the kind of pro style things that they want to do. Let the plays develop, and and Leary puts a lot on his shoulders to have to try to make chicken salad and uh, yeah, stuff. All right. So yeah, Logan, congrats on the first. You uh platinum sombrero of of the year um do you do you have anything midweek you like any any value plays early lines for <laughs> week six that you... i haven't uh i haven't looked at it but I, you can't give me enough points for alabama to beat texas a and by next week so i mean we'll we'll see i think yeah. we we're all pretty excited about that game and i you're gonna have i think nick Saban is still gonna be mad and is really gonna look for an opportunity to drop the hammer in this game so um, I don't know. Maybe get a little uh, in-game parlay with the over in that game. Just go ahead and just assume Alabama scores all the points and beats beats What's, that uh, ass, so to speak. Do we know that line yet? I'm looking for it. That's what I'm doing the same. Oh, it's the 8 p.m. Yeah, 23 and a half. Ooh. <laughs> it's already already up to 24 and a half on ESPN. So. Yeah. They use a well, different odds provider. Luckily, we, that we'll, we won't have to pick that game because uh, Texas A&M has done this to themselves. So, sorry, no longer on the big board, boys. We could add, add it as a as a Baker's half dozen special. Ooh. Our sixth game of the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, we, we mentioned it a little bit too this week. Uh, did, I mean, did you guys track any of the Georgia Missouri game? It was it was weird. Georgia looked like very off. And Stetson Bennett was throwing way too many passes in this game. Not well. Like he he was like at one point like 10 for 24. And it was like right after halftime. I was like, why is he throwing 24 passes already? That's yeah. way too many. But well, they got a Heisman campaign to keep going. That's a good point. That's true. Um, did you guys like the tweet that I sent you uh from, from our guy Uncle Silk that said Stetson Bennett <laughs> Stetson Bennett plays the position like like a 30-year-old flag quarterback with tons of experience? <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of, um, I don't know if you guys remember, there's like a Hall of Fame tweet thread about yeah. the guy who uh, went to pick up basketball and like the old dude in the chucks just like tore him a new one and just like ripped him apart and was like making bank shots and like turnarounds and like uh, there's a there's a very famous Twitter thread of this guy who old went to pick up ball. basketball with his boy, like 20 years old, like his boys and just had like 55 year old old white dude and chucks just destroy his soul Love and it. if i can find it i will provide it to you so congrats that Stetson bennett you've you've arrived at 
that echelon. But um, all right, well, we'll get back to it. Uh, do you guys? Did you guys get out on the links on Friday? We did. Oh. Was it raining? Yeah. It rained like to battle towards battle the end. Shane Lowry. Never, it was never like heavy rain, but it was enough to mm-hmm. kind of be annoying. It threw a and wrench maybe into impacts it. Yeah. the grip a bit. But Jason got to debut his rain gloves that he bought at the Celebration Club. It's true. Our oh, yeah, that's credit. right. I forget. They worked, they worked really, really well. It was great. Are you going to wear them at all times now? No. But come on. I'm going to think about it. <laughs> yeah, how did it feel? Things are going bad. Jason's like playing really bad. We're just going to see him. Like He's just going to be sitting in the car with his gloves on. He's not going to tell anybody. How did it feel going two gloves on the golf club? Um, I think the fact that I always went to batting gloves helped with that, honestly. Yeah. Um, because I was afraid it was going to feel weird, but then I was like, it just feels like I'm holding a baseball bat. Right, um, right. so I think that helped a lot. But uh, no, it was it was. I told Jordan like we we didn't score as well. We played from the tips this time. Um, yeah, yeah. Not to brag, but we did play from the tips. We did play from the tips, and the the conditties were up. Um, I. I think I had four pars the whole day. Maybe it was like a very weird round. Wow. Um, many pars. A real, so a real Cam, a real Cam Smith. We didn't come here to make no pars. Yeah, we performance. like. I uh, I had a real psycho score score. Yeah, Jordan part, I think I didn't have my first par until five or six. Um, I did hole out for eagle though. So it was awesome, Logan. I I joined you as yeah. how far out. away. I continue uh, to provide for my friends. Yeah, in Jason's presence, we have both pulled out for it. It was 117 yards Ah, with a gap wedge. Comfy gap wedge. You landed it, landed it on the front fringe, and just rolled it on. It It was was an aggressively front cut pin. Yeah, it was. It was only like eight feet on. Um, You hate to see that. I had seven three putts. I really wasted a good good scoring round. Jordan Jordan did not Jordan did not move the flat stick as well as as well as he could. So Um, I think I just need a new putter because I like (laughs) I loved hitting my new driver, and so I think if I just get a newer new putter, yeah, and like you're is a pink putter guy, so you know your current putter is ancient. That's I mean it's got to be like eleven months old at this point. Yeah, I think it's almost out of warranty. So yeah, it's bad. So. No, I, I really enjoyed the round, um, yeah. which is weird because I went like, I, I didn't, I didn't have my best swing, but I was, I was all over the freaking club face, like I was squaring balls up constantly. But I was just my swing path was weird, and like for the whole front nine, I probably like weird bounces probably cost me like four or five shots, mm-hmm. and not yeah. the weird bounces that like the old Jason Craig would complain about. Just like, man, this is like a two foot by two foot square that I could not hit it in. And now I'm stuck. Um, like I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like crouching under like a random tree branch and like one punch out hit the cut between the fairway and the rough and caromed like farther into the, like into a greenside bunker almost. And it was just a lot of weird stuff. Well, and there was a couple of like, um, and you'll run into this, but Jason's a lefty. Yeah. And if he was a righty, he would have been fine in yeah, a few of yeah. those spots. But, but, but it happened like three times and yeah. And it was it was very much one of those things like well you know you wouldn't have been under there's not that tree's not in the middle of the fairway Jason you could have just hit it in the middle <laughs> of the fairway yeah right so I have nobody but myself to blame but it was like a um like even Jordan you even said it at one point you were like it's like interesting and fun watching you try to grind through this like weird weird bounces um, but it was fun well, yeah like, I, you, like I enjoyed it 
you know it's not going to last 18 holes. You're going right. to start getting bounces at some point. And I was like, I was fine in the club. I was all over the club face, like right in the middle. Um, it was good. Hmm. Um, and then the back nine was super fun because it was like rainy and windy, and we had there's two. And we hit into part. a foursome on the on the tenth hole. We did 100% hit into a foursome that we couldn't see. They were like completely in the, in the trees over a hill, and like right. We thought they were coming up the other fairway. They <clears throat> yeah. were so lost. And so we, so we both hit drives, well, and then all, all of a sudden we were like, that's "Oh no!" Yeah. Logan, so, uh, you you got on the course today. Carter to sub forty back nine. Yeah. Are you still floating? Happy. Was was pretty happy with the back nine. The uh, we we were going through some things on the front nine, um, but yeah, no, the the back the back. I was you know I was seeing the board well on the back. What sure. uh, what was the key? To the switch being flipped was it a, a glizzy at the turn was it some some mid-round I mean, crunching I had, <clears throat> um i think i simplified some things on um okay so i, I had a little lesson last week and it was right. it was brought to my attention that even though my feet are often square to the target line my hips are routinely a little bit open to the target and i tend to hit that kind of wussy bleeder right fade all the time, which would indicate Are your shoulders that also naturally open. I think so. Like my, my yeah. upper body is just up is just a little bit more open than my feet are. So yeah. I I've been making a conscious effort to, and I'm also very I tend to be very front loaded on my front leg, um, which I I feel like I, someone coached me to do that a little bit, um, and and maybe I was just overdoing the cue, um, but regardless. So we're, we're working on being a little bit just more like balanced and square in the setup. And that actually has really brought a lot of things in, uh, has, has, has brought the cone in significantly nice. off the tee box, uh, just in general, trying to be a little shallower as we get through the club as well, as we get through the ball as well. So, yeah, I think I was like, just thinking a lot of the front nine about like trying to implement a lot of things and, you know, it was all over the place. I putted well today. It, it doesn't necessarily look like I, I didn't like only have like 20 putts or anything, but I, I think I three put it. You also didn't have didn't. seven, three putts. Like, right. Right. I think I three, podcast. I three put it on one. I had, there was one hole that like, I left myself with just like a ridiculous, it was, it was, I just totally did not game plan the hole very well. And I like, had to hit like a huge double breaker putt and actually rolled like off the green onto the fringe, <laughs> but, then, but, it, but it was actually like only like six feet away from the the hole. Been there, you know? buddy. But I was just like, oh man, I feel bad because I put it off the green, but actually, that yeah, I did that on ten. Effort. That wasn't the worst effort I've ever had. Uh, I like putted really well today though, so that was good. Um, but no, hit some hit some greens, hit some some good lag putts. We uh, um, caught, caught an invite with a buddy. We played uh, high high low. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever played that. It was. It was a fun way to play with a foursome. You basically just like you go like cart versus cart, and like the high score goes against the other cart's high score, and the low score gets goes oh. against the other cart's low score. So you like you still play your own ball, you still track your own score, but nice. you have an opportunity to like essentially have a match. Uh, you know, um, every hole well, you rotate sort of, opponents. And, yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 it was kind of fun. So it basically just. Just because you like, like seven doesn't mean you're out of the woods. Um, it's very uh, yeah, simple. So we, I like we did not win. I, I despite me putting the team on my back on the back nine. Um, you know, it was hard. It was points were hard to come by on the back nine, but yeah, it's really good time. Um, pretty course. The the greens were really fast. Jordan, I would have loved 
I would have loved to hear your assessment of the greens. I would have probably been really excited because I do love a fast green most of yeah. the time. Yeah, they were they were in, in really good shape. We played Ibis down in um, Palm Beach Gardens. We did not get to play the Legends course uh, because it was closed this week, but we did get to play uh, the Heritage course there. It was fun. Ton of water, ton of sand. Typical Jack Nicklaus situation. He's not exactly the most inventive course architect, but you know, he kind of mails it in. That's for the course architecture podcast. <laughs> Actually, I think this was his son. This Jack Jack Nicholas I I. Um, oh, so you you had sick, nepotism sick, mailing it in. Sick range and practice facility at this place, and like the range had like all the little robot like uh, Roombas going around it, like picking up balls oh, the whole time, which was kind of sweet. Did you um, try to snipe any of them? Because that yes, that is I like did. begging for stinger practice. <laughs> yeah, I Can did. I clip um, one of these bad boys? <laughs> so that was fun, but yeah, no, it was. It was a good day. It was a tale of a tale of two nines for sure, but one of those ones that you know serves notice that uh, I've got what it takes to occasionally like completely get myself together. And yeah. it didn't really. It felt like a very unremarkable nine holes of golf. I made a ton of pars, right? You know, I think I made seven pars and uh, a bogey and a double bogey on eighteen, just because I chumped one in the water on eighteen. So I mean, that was you know these these things happen, but it was fun. Happy to be here. We're on the road. To, we're on the road to success. We'll get there. Happy to hear it. <coughs> Anyhow, all right. I think we're. I think we've uh, we've exhausted it here. We will catch up with you guys midweek. You guys got anything else to say to the people before we head out? I don't think so. Gotcha. Cool. Well, as a reminder, if you guys got questions uh, or anything you'd like us to talk about in a future episode, send them our way. Why not? We'll talk about them. You know, we're down to talk about things. Doesn't even have to be football. It could be fig fig sauce. You know. TBD. Could be all right. Fibs. Uh, we, we do love talking beef rib. Uh, we're on Instagram at wheelroutepodcast. Uh, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. Dwheelroute.com is the website. Stream the show there uh, or get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, love you, go Gators. Go Hoos. Hey, go Dukes. Go Dukes.